All right, welcome. And we have another student here who wants to talk about art making. Can you tell us uh, your name and grade level, please? Um, my name is DeAndre Chapman Jr. Um, I'm in seventh grade. All right, you're in seventh grade. And welcome to the show. So could you tell us about your art making? What was your topic? So my topic was um, unequal pay between gender and race. Um, on a short stack, I mean, on the background, there's a bunch of $100 bills to show money and wealth. Um, and there's four different stacks of coins. The short, the shortest stack of coins is a black woman that symbolizes how little get they get paid compared to the other races and other genders. Then we have a white woman to represent the same exact thing. She's a little bit higher, but not by too much. Um, there's a next there's a black man that is on coins of the third, the second to highest stack of coins. And then there's a white man at the top to symbolize that white men get paid more than any other race or gender. So when you looked at your research it was black women who made the least amount of money according to a white man's dollar. Yep. And correct me if I'm wrong, it was 60 cents to a white man's dollar for a black woman? Yeah, 65. 65 cents. And then for a white woman, it was 80 cents? 80. And then black men, I think it was like 80, 90, 80, I think it was 90. Mm-hmm. And then white man was... Uh, a dollar, full dollar. Was the full dollar. And you did something else that was really interesting on your art. When you're talking about those stacks, the audience can't see your beautiful artwork. And the way that you visualize this hierarchy of going from the least paid to the most paid. So not only did you put the stack of coins, but you also did something to elevate them. What did you put underneath some of those stacks? Yeah, I added some cardboard to, um, like, push up the, um, like, show you how much more money could be behind that and how much, like, it pops out so it can bob out and be more noticeable. So the white man has the highest stack, and not only the highest stack, but you put the most levels of cardboard underneath to show that that person is paid the most. Yes. And then the black woman is actually modged-podged flat on the surface to show she's paid the least. Yeah. Very, very powerful imagery. Can you give any advice to schools or to communities uh, or even our government of what we should be doing to address this unequal pay according to race and gender? I think we need to, like have more diversity in the art economy and give more money. We should give all the money that we give to white men, to black women, white women, and black men. So it should not be, someone should not be paid, if I'm hearing you correctly, should not be paid because of their gender or their race. We should be paid because we're doing the same job. Yes. All right. Thank you very much for sharing that. And thank you for coming to the show. Thank you. Have a
All right. Welcome back. We have another student with us. Could you introduce yourself, please? Hi, uh, my name is Kelly Salton, and I am 12 years old, and I'm in the seventh grade. All right. Well, welcome to the show. Can you tell us what topic you chose for your social justice art making? For my topic, I chose employment discrimination. All right. And so on your painting, you modged pod some images so the audience can't see your beautiful work. Can you tell us what you painted and Mod Podged? What I painted and Mod Podged, I painted a seesaw that that symbolizes how the white person has more power than the black people, but the but the black people the black people are lifting down the white person because there's more people that need a job. All right, so your seesaw is heavy on the black person's side because that's the lower side because they're being weighed down because of racism and the white person's on the right side the white man and he's up because he's being lifted up because he gets the money he gets the jobs can you tell us a little bit about those colors underneath the left hand side of your seesaw that's drawing people down for the colors on the left side of the seesaw it's it's is shades of black people that are getting lifted down because of their skin color. So you painted different colors of skin to show that no matter what, it is really brown and black people who are being discriminated against, especially in unemployment. All right, thank you. And what advice would you have for schools or for communities regarding employment discrimination? Generally, I I don't that I don't really know because like they should honestly teach it more because it's a very it's a very huge topic in our history. And when you say it's a huge topic in our history, I'm assuming that this is the first time you've really had an opportunity to research this. Yeah. So I really appreciate you taking the time and using your passion and educating us about what we need to be doing differently, specifically about employment discrimination against brown and black people. Thank you very much for coming to the show. You're welcome. All right, we have a student with us today uh, for Voices Matter. Could you introduce yourself, please? Um, my name is uh, James Grande. All right, James, can you tell us what grade you're in? I'm in the eighth grade. All right, James from the eighth grade. What topic did you choose? So I chose um, banned books that have been uh, banned around the U.S. and uh, worldwide. All right, so this is legislation that's going across the country. Correct. And you researched all these states that are starting to ban books. Mm-hmm, correct. Can you give us um, some of the titles of books that you decided to put on your canvas? Um, for example, I put Two Boys Kissing by David Levitt. I can't see that part because uh, it's kind of David Levin. Levin. Uh, the Truth About Alice is another bad book. Uh, let's see. I Am Jazz is another bad book that I put on there. Uh, let's see. How to be a actor next. An anti-racist. Anti-racist, sorry. 
going to see that part. It's kind of blocked off. Oh, yeah, because you have, right, you have different. Right. There's so many, have books. So, so so many, many books. So many books. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You learned that there are over 3,000 books being banned across the country. Correct. So you didn't have a canvas big enough to cover 3,000 books. Exactly. I, exactly. <laughs> All right. So can you tell the audience a little bit about why you chose the color you did in the back? Okay. So in the back around everywhere is uh, red to symbolize like the heat and the flames that have been put on Mod Podge on the, uh, on the canvas. And it's representing all the books being completely destroyed and no one's able to read them anymore. And people should be able to read them because that's history inside those books and can really uh, mean a difference to people. So not only are these banned books about history, you have some books that are fiction. Correct. So they're about maybe situations people are living Correct. or about who people are. So you decided to modge-podge all these flames around your art. What do the flames represent? Uh, the flames represent, like, different states completely cutting off all the books that are being produced by uh, those authors. And because of certain reasons that the government doesn't exactly want for some reason. And it shouldn't be that way because people should know what they're reading and what, what they're talking about. And people and the authors put um, a lot of hard work into these books just to be like no one can read them. So correct me if I'm wrong. Are you saying that students should be afforded the opportunity to not only read these books but to read the other thousands of books that have been banned. Exactly correct. All right. Thank you so much. And do you have any advice then for the lawmakers who are passing this legislation or for teachers or for principals or for students about book banning? Um, hmm. No, not exactly. Well, I'd say that they should really think carefully about if even considering banning a book because authors put a lot of time and a lot of work into their projects. And if a school district or a school board or a government official decides we should ban these books, what part or what role or power do you have as a student to say something, to do something? I don't have much power here, sadly, but if people or other students work together, we could really make a difference by by just telling the teachers and the teachers right like right there could be telling the school board or the principal that could really make a difference if we work together to stop this. And it's interesting that you started off by saying you weren't sure what power you had, what you're doing right now being part of this podcast, doing this art and showcasing it to thousands of people across the city, you are making a difference. So your voice is being heard. So you do have a lot more power than you think you have. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And I, I really appreciate all of your voices being heard and that you took time to think about what was passionate to you, what matters most, and for us to really see who you are and what's important to you. 
So thank you very much for being on the show. No, no, thank you, thank you. <laughs>